Hi there, Coach Paula here. I know you're getting a lot from season one of Make Him Wonder, and I want you to get even more in season two. Go now to the 8020 Wonder Club and become a member. The 8020 Wonder Club is a membership club where you'll get all the new episodes of season two the moment they come out. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. That's the 8020wonder.club. Make this your year to be consistently mindful of what it takes for a relationship to go the distance. Go to the 8020wonder.club and I'll see you in the clubhouse. Women lose their opportunities with men. Three little words. We're too nice. If the man isn't the one choosing from the outset, things will likely go awry. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and thanks for joining us today on Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Each episode, I talk with one real live woman with a real life relationship problem or concern in real time, meaning it's going on right now. And today, my guest is Susan. And uh, in full disclosure, I have to tell you, I met Susan a week ago at the Dallas Women's Expo. And I asked her to be on the show because after hearing her stories, you are going to know why. She's 46 years old. She's been online dating since her most recent divorce from a man she met on Match.com. And she wants to know, in her words, what the hell is wrong with guys in her age group and guys online, what she might be doing to attract all the wrong guys, and why it is that they seem to feel it's okay to send inappropriate pics. Those aren't really her words. Um, you can uh, envision or think about what she might have said instead of inappropriate pics before she meets them or talks to them on the phone. So thanks for joining us today. Hi, Susan. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited about this. Oh, good. Good, good, good. So um, I want to get right into it because um, I had such a fun time meeting you at the Dallas Women's Expo because you were just, you know, you're a very upfront person and you put it all out there and I just love that. And I want to catch the listeners up on your story. You know, if you you can, I want you to, um, you know, tell me about yourself again um, and your history, Um, starting with like, you know, your, I assume you're from the, you know, the Dallas-Fort Worth area? Yes. Okay. And I am. I've been married three times. <laughs> okay, at 46 once years to my, Yeah. yeah once to my high school sweetheart, thought that ah. was going to be a great match. Did not work out. We were together 10 years. Nice. The second one, um, I had met on a blind date, and I thought, oh, this one's going to be great. And then he turned into a butthead, too. 
I've left all the marriages because they, you know, they, and this is what guys seem to do with me is that they start out in this wonderful, you know, fairy tale, they'll sweep you off your feet. And then it's like, you know, they always say that the wedding ring blocks stuff for women, but I think it totally turns around stuff for men because it's like, they think, okay, I've got a wife, she'll cook, she'll clean, she'll do all this stuff, but then they don't want to do it in return. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. like, why why are you doing this to me? You you know, you wanted me, you tell me I'm a great catch, and then you treat me like crap, like I'm supposed to stay with you after that. <laughs> why, why do they do this? Okay. So we'll get into that for sure, because um, I definitely have some thoughts on that. So, so it was... For the 10, so 10 years you were married to your high school sweetheart. You don't have children, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. I do not have children. I was not able to have them. Uh-huh. And was that a problem in your first marriage? Um, no, that really, it really wasn't a problem because he was so over the top in love with me, or so he said, until he started cheating. Oh. Um, and then I was like, okay, if I'm such a great prize, what is, what's going on here? And it was just, it, it didn't start becoming a problem until I started dating because I'm, like you said, I'm very upfront about it. And I started online dating in between husband one and two. Mm-hmm. And this was back, you know, in the early 2000s, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2000, 2005, six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stuff like that, and guys were totally different. It was, you know, you'd meet somebody, you'd go on a date, they would actually pay, and now things have changed after the third marriage. Okay. I feel like I'm in a foreign country. Yes, yes. I, You know, I hear that all the time. Um, it really, it the landscape t- has changed so much, and you're right. I mean, prior to that time, it was a bit of a different world. And so mm-hmm. um, your second, so you met a guy from online, you married. How long were you married to him? Okay, so the second husband was a blind date. And ah, oh, okay. we, we, met, we met in July, and we ended up getting married the next April. Mm-hmm. And we were together for eight years. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And then... Yeah, and then him and I got divorced, and then I went online again, and that's how I met my third husband. And everything was awesome with him again, and then snap, something happened. So how long was, was how long was that marriage? That that marriage was seven years, I believe, eight years. You kind of, when you start getting um, married so many times, my grandma says I compete with Elizabeth Taylor, you start forgetting <laughs> the amount of time you were married. Yeah, okay. With the, third, with the third marriage, it was the only marriage that I would forget my anniversary. Oh, wow. I, just, I don't, yeah. Yeah, and it's like my mom, my, yeah, my mom kept saying it's because you're not really into this. And I thought mm-hmm. I was. You know, I thought I was completely in love with them. Mm-hmm. And, Every year I'd forget that <laughs> You mean even when you were married to him, you forgot it? Yep, every year. Oh, and girls usually don't forget that. You know, that's, it's the guys. It's the guys. And we were sitting there one day and we, we were talking and all of a sudden he's like, oh, crap, today's our anniversary, isn't it? I'm like, oh, it is. 
Wow. Dang it. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You actually, your story actually bears out statistically um, because mm-hmm. um, statistic, so statistically first marriages fail 49% of the time. You know, almost one out of every two marriages ends in divorce, unfortunately. Then second marriages, it's up to a 60-something percent, right? And mm-hmm. third marriages, it's well over 70-something percent. doesn't surprise me. No. Why, and, why and, you... that's why I say, and that's why I say now, I'm never going to say I'm not going to get married again, but mm-hmm. it's not something that I have to do. Mm-hmm. I just want to find somebody normal that I can do stuff with. And, you know, of course, when you walk up to me and you're like, do you all do online dating? I had to laugh because, <laughs> you know, you caught me at the time that I am just like ready to hit my head against the wall because of this whole online dating. Right. It's so, ridiculous. So your initial response to me was, yes, I'm on invalid.com. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was what I asked yeah. Yeah. So, um, and and there isn't such a thing. And you know, forgive right. the vernacular, but um, it was so funny that I'm like, "What do you mean? What's going on with that?" So, tell me some of your stories about so, that recently. I'm the type of person. Yeah. So I'm the type of person that I will give anybody a chance. I don't care, you know, race, creed, religion, color, mm. you know, whatever. I just lovely. I always. I always think that there's something good in somebody, and if mm-hmm. I if I skip over somebody, I could meet that diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. So I have dated I have dated a midget. Mm-hmm. I have dated a guy on dialysis. Mm-hmm. I have dated a quadriplegic. Um, and I know there's more in there, but I can't remember them all because they just you know. But it's like my grandma keeps saying, "Susan, you need to not be so nice," <laughs> and I can't. I can't help it because, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, there may be somebody in there that may be the love of my life, and I'm not going to turn them down just because there's something right. wrong with them. But mm-hmm. at the same time, they don't want to put in the effort because they're like, oh, well, she's, yeah, you know, maybe she's it, desperate. It's not that I'm desperate. Right, 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 right. It's so interesting, isn't it? And that goes to the psychology of men that, you know, I – I work with with women because it's it's a fascinating thing. So you told me that you were you had recently been dating the uh, man. And I don't know the what's the right term now for uh, is it little person? What's the I don't even know. I mean, it's so, I don't know because he would he would say he was a midget and he would say that. He would say that because mm-hmm. I because I would try and get to find out. I said, or you know, what's the difference? But there is, you know, little person. They right. say that all the time. But you know, he says I gave up on the little person conventions and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, you right? Know? And him yeah. and I got along great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you so know? you did. You got along really well. Yeah, we we got along really great. But he thought I was cheating on him because I had overtime at work. So how long were you together? On and off for a year. Oh, wow. He so would, it was yeah, going he would, well. He would, yeah, he would be, you know, totally great. He would be supportive of the stuff, and then he would just freak out about something. It was his insecurities that were starting mm. to make me feel insecure about stuff. Pardon me? Like, Say that I again. It was his what? It was his, his insecurities that would make me start feeling insecure about myself. 
Ah, so tell me about that. What do you mean? I would think that there was a problem, and he would sit there and try and talk me into a totally different realm of thinking. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm doing something wrong. So mm-hmm. I'd go and I'd talk to my girlfriends, and I'm like, am, am I misthinking this? Am I thinking too, too hard on this? Because he had also been in prison for 20 years. He's been out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. It, just, it, always, just, it, it always gets better, you know. So he had a problem with cell phones. Okay, because when he went into prison, it was like 1998, okay. something like that, 1989, so I don't remember. And so cell phones were not a thing that we use every day. So right. I'd be sitting here, and we'd, we'd be sitting at home, ah. and he'd ask me a question, and I'd say, well, let me check that out, because I am a Wikipedia-aholic. I will look everything up on Wikipedia. Okay. And so he'd ask me a question, and I'd be looking at it, and he's like, who are you talking to? Oh, and I'd wow. show him. And he uh-huh. was so insecure with himself that I've been mm. going, am I really on my phone that much? So I try and make a conscious decision now when I'm talking to guys, you know, don't look at anything on your phone. If they ask you a question, try your hardest to remember what Wikipedia said. <laughs> that. And, and I sit there and I'm just like, okay, maybe I'm over So I talk to my girlfriends and most of them are either married or dating somebody. And so they're like, well, I don't know. I haven't been in this scene for so long. Right. And I'm like, well, why can't you guys find me somebody? You guys have friends. They, your husbands have friends. Hello, help me out. And they're yeah. like, well, you know, you're too perky for the friends. For being as old as you are, you don't, you don't look it and you don't act it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll pretend. Let me <laughs> buy something because this is frustrating. It's right. so frustrating. Yeah, it's it's you know, and I get this from women in their forties specifically, and certainly um, older than forties as well. Because um, my stance is always that you know we've all heard the all the good ones are taken, right? We've mm-hmm. all heard that because men are best in marriage. Because they're best when they're committed and um, they have a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And they've made the, really the foundation of it, which is in my book, is that they've made a decision to be mm-hmm. with the woman that they're with. And mm-hmm. while things, you know, went off the rails for you in your marriages, um, it sounds like um, the first one, many times when people marry out of high school, it was a high school sweetheart, you're, you're going to do so much, a, a huge amount of change in your 20s. Exactly. We all do. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And you could be totally different people by the time you're 30 than when you met. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and you might have been. And so, okay, that went off the rails. You didn't have children. That's a good thing in terms of, you know, you moving on. And then the second marriage, what do you think was the, the, the whole problem? What was? Well, I think that him and I were so dramatically different. You know, I mean, they say opposites attract. Mm-hmm. And yes, that is a good thing in something. So, like, you know, I used, and, I, and I don't want to say stereotypical stuff too much, but, you know, I was a cheerleader. I was very outgoing. I was you know, student body president. Mm-hmm. So when I was in high school, I was 
typically one of those girls. <laughs> and then as I got older, I decided, okay, you know, I need to start opening my horizon. Well, when I met my second husband, I called him my little nerd because, like, he was into Star Trek. I had never heard of Lord of the Rings in my mm-hmm. entire life. And he's like, you, you what? So I started watching that trilogy, mm-hmm. and I love it. But, you know, we were so opposite. He did pottery. I was, like, into <laughs> other stuff. And I'm like, okay, we there's something weird about it. We'd have Friday nights instead of us going out to dinner, we had what I called nerd night. His guy friends would come over. I'd cook meals and big dinners, and they'd all watch, I don't know, one of the nerd shows that was on TV, and I would just pretend that I liked it because some of them, you know, I just can't get into. Mm-hmm. And I just think that we were so opposite that towards the end he started becoming this controlling person because he was like, wait a minute, you're, you're pulling away. And he mm-hmm. didn't want that, but I was like, well, you're sucking me in, and I don't want that. Did he have a sense of humor? No, no, no. Oh, wow, that's really we interesting, were, yeah. Susan. Because, you know, immediately when I hear, you know, I called him my little nerd, that for a guy, that's really not going to help him get it up, <laughs> right? Exactly. And see, and he did. In I a mean, metaphorical say, and a realistic way. Exactly. And I can't say he didn't have a sense of humor. It was just a very different type of sense of humor. Because mm-hmm. he knew he was a nerd. You know, I mean, that's what he, you know, he was total opposite of what I've dated my whole entire life. And he knew that. He knew that going in full whole Were you attracted so, to him? Yes, I was attracted to him. We, you know, we did have some stuff in common. Not a lot. But I was like, you know, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try doing something totally out of my comfort zone and mm-hmm. see if it would, you know, because I tried the, the jock, the, you know, I've dated jocks my whole life, and I was like, I'm going to try something else, because, you know, they always say jocks end up at the fast food restaurant, which that is true. But they I always like, end up with what? I haven't heard this one. At a fast food restaurant, you know, because they, they lose all their glory when they graduate, <laughs> you know, and... You know, he had a college education, Mm -hmm. he had a really good job, and I was like, whoa, okay, this is something different. So I was like, I'm going to try this. And I gave it my whole, you know, my whole being. I was the total housewife. I cooked, I cleaned, I did laundry. You know, I did everything. Did you have the job you have now? Because I know you have a really big job. Yeah, now I have a big job, but no, then, no, I did not have a big job because I moved from a totally different state. First time I'd moved away from my family. I mean, that's why I mean, I went wholeheartedly. I just jumped in full force. I see. I moved okay. from the total different state, my comfort zone, everything. And, and what do you, what's your takeaway from that? Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't ever think that just because opposites attract that that's going to be a good thing yeah it's you a know, tough I mean, one it, they attract yeah, but they I mean, normally it, have a tough time staying together exactly i mean and, and it helped me grow like each one of my relationships have helped me grow yeah. and become a stronger person that's why you know my first husband i think him because i used to be kind of shy you wouldn't think it now really yeah but yeah you know i was kind of shyer at the time you know, so I thank him for letting me be more outspoken, more outgoing, because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't tell guys, some guys, 
where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still see that come out in me every now and then of like, you know, and like I explained to you, it's very hard for me to say no to people because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I want, I want to talk about that, you know, especially in online dating um, because it's, it's really vital in online now that we set a mm-hmm. bar for all men because mm-hmm. otherwise, especially from online, they, they'll just run amok. Mm-hmm. And we don't want And I got a muck of them. <laughs> and it's mucking you up, right? Exactly. We'll say that nicely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right. So then, so that was your second, um, in, in bless his heart, nerdy husband, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. this, then the, uh, the, wait, was that the second one? I'm getting confused. Yeah, that was, yes. Yeah. Right. So, so, yeah, that right. was the second husband. <laughs> and then so the I third one. Single. Yeah, I stayed yeah. single for for a few years, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm going to try this online dating. I mean, I tried everything from let's just do friends with benefits to I want to find a relationship, I want just friends, I want, you know, I mean, I tried all gamuts, and I decided I was going to finally go on Match.com, mm-hmm. and this guy would not answer my thing. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. You, no, we're not ignoring me. So I just kept pushing him. And he said, he goes, I was afraid to answer you. He goes, because you're way out of my league. I said, I'm out of no one's league. Ooh. I said, we put our pants on the same way. I said, don't tell me I'm out of your league. So it kind of just made me mad. And I was like, no. So he finally, we lived like 500 miles apart. And he came up and he came to see me, and I put him to work because I was in the process of moving. Okay. And that's when I was like, oh. He kind of tugged at my heart because he actually helped. And I was like, well, this is weird because most of the guys that I've ever dated are, like, very selfish. You know, I want the guy that's going to think of me when they go to the store, and I have yet to find that. You know, I mean, there's some guys that do every now and then. But he, he he did that at first, and I was like, whoa, this is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is kind of awesome. So we go along awesome for the first four years of our marriage. Hmm. How soon did and you marry after meeting? We met, I want to say, in like, I don't know, August we started talking to each other, and then we got married in April. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you know, my first husband, I was with him for five years before we got married. Second husband, like six months. This one, in between that. And I was like, you know, everybody says, oh, you've got to get to know them before. And I did that with the first husband. didn't work out. Then they're like, well, you can't move too fast. I'm like, well, you guys don't know what's going on. So I did that with the second husband. This one, I was like, okay, I'm going to do in between. And that didn't work out either. Okay. So I'm hearing a couple of things um, in terms of the online because, you know, I have a, a, a program that I work with called One Love. And in mm-hmm. it I have, or what it is, is a seven-step, very specific steps for online dating that lead the man to choose the woman 
mm-hmm. and see her as someone of value to mm-hmm. pursue when they're in a place of being, as you, I don't know if you got a chance to read my book, but in a place of being some a buyer, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than Sorry, just I've consumer. read some of it. No, it's fine. <laughs> we <laughs> haven't had that much know, time exactly. between talking, so it's like, right? I'm like, I can't read that fast. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the point is, is that a man has to be in a state of being ready, willing, and able to commit according mm-hmm. to a set of criteria that's about him, and then the cherry on top is he has to be in love. Uh-huh. The, so the online is filled with consumers, uh-huh. men who are not ready, willing, and able to commit. They Correct. are just consuming. And they're, not, they're not shopping for, that's the reason I call them consumers rather than buyers, because they're not uh-huh. really shopping. They're just kicking tires because uh-huh. it's enjoyable for them because we're all Mm -hmm. puppies to them, pretty puppies. Mm -hmm. So what I heard from the outset is that you said you contacted him from online and you pursued him? The first one, yes, the the third husband. I was like, well, we came up as a match, you know, Mm because back, we'll say back in the day, um, when this happened, like 2011 or 2010, which seems not that long ago, but now it does, um, they would sit there and they would say, okay, you're so much of a match with this person. Well, him right. and I happened to be like 98% of a match. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's weird. We got in there and, you know, he said hi to me. So I said hi back. Oh, okay. So and he then said it hello to him. Like, yeah. And then it took him Good like, thing. yeah, he did say hello to me first. And then I said hi. And then I didn't hear from him for three months. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I sent the thing back, hello, mm-hmm. and I had no response. And I'm, so then I decided, well, I'm just going to send you a message. Mm-hmm. So I sent him a message, and I'm like, you said hi. I said hi back. What happened? And it took him like a week to answer. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, obviously you're too busy to, to be on this site. What's going, you know, what's going on? Well, okay. then he, was, he went into the whole thing as I Got thought you name. were – out of my league, and I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Okay, so I want to stop here because this is a really important point for you and for all women. That mm-hmm. you see from the get-go, and I want to hear how your marriage ended, but right from the start, he was not confident enough in terms of even what you showed online, meaning your your beauty, your essence, your profile, everything about you. He wasn't even confident enough to do any more than a high, right? Right. And that shows who he is vis-a-vis you. Uh So he could be completely different for other women Uh that he feels confident about. Because no matter what, in the end, if the man isn't the one choosing from the outset, things will likely go awry. And it could take two days, two weeks, two months, 20 years. But it eventually will go awry. Pardon me? I stand no hope. No. (laughs) No, I don't want you to think. You know, and it's funny that you say that because 
when I work with women in this way, it it turns things around because it's not, there's a saying in coaching and it's when you change the way you see things, the things you see change. Mm-hmm. And that's really what happens because I, I met you, you're fun, you're lovely, you're spunky, you're all those things. You're a, a, a really vibrant woman that a man could have um, a great relationship with that's fun that's mm-hmm. interesting, that I can, you are such a good soul, and being so good and kind actually hurts you, right? Like you said. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So I'm we have to change nature. that. Yes. Well, uh-huh. that's women, right? Mm-hmm. That's who we are as women. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, there's a number of things, but really when you change those things, because it's not changing who you are, it's changing how you present those things for men. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So That explains a lot of the hellos I get now. Oh, you, you know, online you're going to get a lot of just hellos and no follow-up. Yeah. That's exactly, the, and it's so frustrating. That's a combination of kicking tires the man kicking tires. Uh-huh. And also the just it, it can many times unfortunately ladies be the sites doing it to you. Exactly. Many of these many of these um profiles are fake. Oh yeah. Completely. Oh uh, yeah. And they do it to keep you um I mean, they're in the business to make money. And let's make no mm-hmm. mistake about that. Oh, exactly. Right? And um, they're doing a lot on the back end that, um, listen, I think if we, if any of us were to sit through their user agreements, like the pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of their user agreements, right, and what we're uh-huh. signing off on when we're online, um, we'd, uh-huh. be, we'd be just appalled at what you know, oh. they're doing. And they're allowed to do. So many of those are fake and you just pass it by. But we can't really do anything. And it takes our our patience, for sure. Mm -hmm. But it also takes doing um, a third step once we do get the men interested by, you know, them taking the first steps. It's what we do next. So... I heard another thing that I want to talk about, which is you were 500 miles apart. That's mm-hmm. an, you were an eclipse in terms of that working out, but I dare say it, it's interesting because he, he thought you were a prize before he even, just from your profile, mm-hmm. he said, you're out of my league just from your pictures and profile, never having talked to you, mm-hmm. never having met mm-hmm. you in person, right? Isn't it interesting right. how, and, and, Quite frankly, we all do that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I, you know. Oh yeah, I'm I don't sh- even, I don't even say hi to anyone that that looks, you know, way hot. Like, I'm like, no, because they'll look at me and they'll go. Pfft. That's, I mean, and, as a woman, I do that. We all, you do know, it. so we all exactly. So, right, and, and that's of course, a normal the type of guys that I'm looking for. Right, but one yeah. of the most important things is that, unfortunately, for women. We cannot do the ones to do any of the hellos or highs or any of that. It's never and see, going that's to funny. 
and see, and that's funny because when I go online, and, and I'll, I have a best friend who's been my, we've known each other 30 years. We've, you know, been, we talk to each other every day. And he goes on these sites and he goes, I see crickets. And I said, well, you need to say hi to people. And he says, he goes, you know I'm not that way. I said, I know. I said, because I'll go online and I'll say hi to people and I'll get these highs back. But the difference between a man going on there and a woman, he's like, I get five people that say hi to me. I said, I only can be on the site for two days and I'll have 1,100 guys saying hi to me. Literally, 1,100, and I can't get a date out of these because they say hi and they, they're done. Okay. But he so, won't say right, hi to so anybody. So a number of things. Okay, so he's, you know, he needs a coach because that's, as a man, <laughs> he needs to be the one doing I've it. I've tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but you see, what I'm going to say, and, and I'm sure your friend is a wonderful, if he's a friend of yours, I'm sorry, he's a wonderful person and a, a, mm-hmm. a great guy, but he's one of those guys online that have no game. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, he does not. Completely no game. And this is nope. what women are running up against online. Uh-huh. You see? He has such, oh, yeah. what, whether it's, uh, you know, low confidence, low self-esteem. He hasn't been taught what to do. Um, you know, he just can't do it. Has you know, he he he's. It's a whole another thing. We could do a whole show about him. Maybe maybe he should call. Oh him yeah. We should talk. Because it's um, you know, as a man, he needs to be taking charge and doing that. Uh huh. So, but for us, unfortunately. While it will work initially and it will work well, in other words, because of the men, let's let's take it that 90% of them on there are consumers, right? Uh-huh. Any right. man who has any modicum of interest in you or even not, he's going to respond because you're a pretty puppy and men love us all as pretty puppies, right? In one way, shape, or form. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to respond, but that doesn't mean, it means you could be wasting a lot of your valuable time with men who have absolutely no readiness, no willingness, no ability to commit. Yeah, and see, and then I've been told on there also, well, women are not aggressive enough. Well, what do you want me to do? Wait, who who says that? Who's this that? is what guys this is what guys have said online. Ah, of course. And I'm of course and I'm like so I'm like so confused. Yeah. You know, when I yes. go on anything, my head spins. Because what my problem is is I give up on it and then I sit here and I'll sit at home and I get bored. So I'm right. like, Oh, well let me see if I can find a, a site and I'll talk to somebody. Uh-huh. I'm not paying for one. I paid for one and it has not worked. And I'm still a member, and I have to be a member because I paid for so long. Mm-hmm. And that one has not worked at all. And, you know, all these other ones, I start getting bored, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll just start seeing what I can do. Uh, I've gotten people – I had this one guy on there say to me, so do you like to drink? And I said, I drink occasionally. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a social drinker. I don't drink a lot because that's just not what I do. And he goes – his whole line to me was, do you want to sit at home and be my drunk girlfriend? Oh. I deleted that one because that was a big red flag. 
that I saw. <laughs> you think? Yeah. But it's like, yeah. But see, but then I'm like, why do I get these ones? My brother's always telling me, what, what do you do? How do you meet these people? I'm like, uh, I have no idea. Okay. So, yes. So there's something you might be putting out in your profile, but probably not. It's more, there, there's so much here. Um, and you, you need the structure and the focus. I mean, I'm going to be frank with you. You would do uh -huh. really well in my program if you do the steps because uh -huh. it's about your own focus and discipline. See, men with us, um, they will just, men are pretty opportunistic and that whatever opportunity is around them, especially online, because, yeah, uh -huh. that guy is probably sitting there, you know, in his uh, underwear, um, just uh -huh. scrolling through, and he is, I always say, men amuse themselves and they self-soothe with women. Exactly. And exactly. online is the biggest, it's porn and online dating. Uh -huh. And they uh -huh. could spend their life online doing that when they have no real ability to interrelate to a woman in a normative fashion that is going to allow them to get the real thing. Because again, well, men yeah. can self-soothe and just amuse themselves with women, but mostly self-soothe, meaning many times they don't need to have, I mean, they would do best, and psychologically there's a whole you know, realm in that that we could talk about, but the point is, is that these men are many times, you know, depending on their age, they're too far gone. It's not going to happen. Uh-huh. Oh, and that's what I find a lot too, is that they're also gun-shy that it's like, you know, they've been hurt so bad by somebody, then mm -hmm. they're like, you know, so now you don't know, you go on a date, because like you said, you know, those guys could just be sitting there at the computer, and you're like, okay, let's meet, and they like panic, and I'm like, I'm not asking you to take me to a five-star restaurant, let's just meet in person, because you can tell a lot by looking at somebody in their face, and they are like, so nowadays you don't know, are you going Dutch, are they paying, are you paying for the whole thing, mm -hmm. you know, you don't know anymore, and so it's like, it's, they look like a deer in headlights when you ask them, let's go meet for coffee. Cheap, easy, uh, neutral. Right. However, there's a whole – so I'm hearing, you know, so many of these things that if you tweak them and uh -huh. do them in a way that actually it, – it's really – this is not about anything about who you are or what you bring mm -hmm. to men or your ability to have a relationship or any of it. It's that you're doing online in a way that is not going to produce results for you and it's just an okay. exercise in frustration. Very, it wastes very. a lot of your time. My program was designed mm -hmm. so that women, you're not going to get as many interactions. You're going to get mm -hmm. ones that mean something and that will result in meetings and not mm -hmm. just meetings, but meetings that are in some way going to think you're going to be able to, okay, this was worthwhile. Because if not, what happens is women online get burnt out, 
right? Mm-hmm. And then you get fed up, and then you stop. And then, but, but what's the alternative in today's world? Because it's not 2005, right? Mm-hmm. In today's yeah, world, yeah. there isn't a good alternative. The world has changed so much in terms of how men are relating to women and vice versa that men, when they're out, are actually becoming extremely reticent to interact with women in a way that mm-hmm. produces, in the, in the quote-unquote old-fashioned way of asking them out mm-hmm. and pursuing them because mm-hmm. it's becoming such, they don't know what's right and what's wrong anymore. While yeah. the Me Too movement was very important for us, it's, it was, a, and, and listen, the Me Too movement didn't, didn't just come up out of thin air. It's been brewing and brewing and brewing and brewing and brewing for, you know, from time in memoriam, actually. You know, mm-hmm. when, um, when I was in my 20s, you, you know, and, and younger, and, you know, f- for so long, women have had to hold their own in terms of men. You know, there was no, you didn't get the backing of other people. You didn't go to other people about men being inappropriate at work or whatever it was, right? You fended them off and you learned how to use your mouth to fend it off, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. knock it off. You leave. Mm -hmm. You don't, we, you know, quite frankly, you didn't feel as much of a victim as women are feeling today. And I'm not saying that there aren't, real victims. I'm, I'm saying that we need to, as a society, really put parameters on what is victimization and what is just men being men. Mm-hmm. Right? Because right. if we don't change that, men don't know what's right and what's wrong in terms of being men in what we're talking about, which is dating and mm-hmm. relating and being mm-hmm. in relationships and relating to a woman mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that's normative to them, but also values and honors us. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I work with all of that, within, but, but I have to say, you know, I, I think of my clients now in their, uh, from 30 to, you know, 50 something, and, and I'm thinking of a couple which in their late 40s and early 50s, I mean, do seriously well online. They've got quality right. men um, taking them for meetings, and then I don't call it a date until after you've had the meeting because until the right. man has met you, likes you, and asks you out, it's mm-hmm. not a date, right? Right. And I, you'll, you'll hear me on, I just did a show on this before, no coffee. Coffee is not a good meeting at all. So there's there's a whole there's there's a whole you know we we need to talk after this this podcast because I think you could do really really well. Good you, because I saw a picture yesterday and I thought it was the perfect picture. It was uh it was two hands. Well, it was a hand and a paw, a cat yeah. paw, and one the hand had a wedding ring on it and the cat paw had oh. a wedding ring on it. And I'm like, yep, that's my that's my life. That's what's oh. going to happen. I end up marrying my cat. Because I'm never going to be able to find anybody again. No, not not at all. And I I I met you, and just first of all, even if I hadn't met you, 
um, I can say this to every woman. There is someone out there. I don't need a man in my life. I'm choosing to want one in my life. Of course. Because I can do everything for myself. You know, there's a lot of women out there that I see, and everybody's like, well, why, why do you have to do online dating? I'm like, well, where I work is a very awesome place. You know that. Right. You know, they have a diverse but you can't, you can't. amount of people. I'm not going to date somebody I work with because you can. one, if, 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 if it goes bad, it goes bad. Plus, 90% of the people there are either married already, right? happy for them. They're great people. I have a lot of friends there. Right. They're either um, too old for me, too young for me, or they're gay. And mm-hmm. so how am I going to find somebody in that much of a diverse place? I have had one person ever in my life hit on me at a grocery store. So it's like, where else am I going to go? I'm never going to meet them. Love my life in a bar. That does not work. Mm-hmm. So where, what are my other opportunities? I have to do online dating. Well, I think it's... I don't um, have a choice. Yes. I, I, I agree with you that, you know, online is the way people are meeting now, for sure. Um, but... I, you know, within the program, I put also my um, my couple of strategies for actually meeting men organically because there are a couple that you can use. But online for single women does need to be a part of it, especially after, um, really after like 30, because right. um, you know, in your 20s, people are still meeting in a some. You know, college is a huge place, right, that people meet. Right. And that, right. you know, also things like, you know, even in work environments, uh, younger people can meet a little more easily. But um, I know what you do, and I know with your position, you cannot be, you know, it, it would just, it's just not a great idea. I never recommend a work relationship ever. Because exactly. I mean, I can meet them in other in other parts of yes. the company, which right. is fine. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, do I really want to do that? Right. How, how am I going to do that? You know. That's right. And it's just it's it's mind boggling to me now. This whole process. It's it just it. And it doesn't me have to be. It doesn't. It really doesn't yeah. have to be. When we chunk it, down, it feels like a full time job. <laughs> I know. I know. I've heard I, that. I've heard that. That I don't get paid for. Exactly, exactly. So, and, and that's, you know, I don't want any woman to ever get burnt out on it. You need to think of it in terms of almost like um, a diet. It's not something, mm-hmm. you know, you actually love doing or want to be doing necessarily, but it's mm-hmm. kind of necessary in order to, um, for your health and you know, whatever else you want to do, if it's weight management or whatever, right? I mean, that's why I give up on diets because I want instant gratification. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because so, um, so tell me about because you had told me just, and this is I think really fascinating. You had told me about the the man you're dating. So it so with the your little guy, he yeah, it kind of went by the wayside because he got too jealous. And then, right. um, and then this, you're, you're dating somebody new. And so tell us about that. So I visit with this one guy and he is quadriplegic. He's very sweet, but he never wants to leave the assisted living house that he's in. And it's kind of frustrating because he tells me all this stuff that he can do, 
but I have yet to see any of it. How long have and you been dating someone who's a quadriplegic? And I mean, that's about a month. Okay, and he's in an assisted living facility. Yes. How did that, Susan? How did that come about? Online. <laughs> Another one. You know, he didn't tell me all. Of it. He just told me he had been in an accident, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, then he told me he, you know, stays with his his family part of the time, but then he lives in a home. And I was thinking, okay, well, you know, why? Because he told me he's in the process of having his house rebuilt, and I'm thinking, okay, well, that's awesome. And then I thought he was just paraplegic until I see him. And then I'm like, then you start, the tart strings start pulling at you, and you're like, okay, well, he's a really sweet guy. I, you know, I mean, we've gotten to know each other over the phone, and that's where it sucks because you get to know somebody over the phone. Ah, yes, 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 but that's, you know, that's a no-no as that, well. That's a no-no as yeah, well. Yeah, well, hell. Help. because I tell him I told him that I didn't think it was going to work and he's like I know he goes right now it's not working but it'll work out eventually no I'm telling you it's not going to work out ever and you're sitting there won't quit I'm sorry I missed that you're sitting there what I told him I said I don't think it's going to work it out and he says well I know it's not working out right at this moment but give it a few what I give it a little bit until I can get to where I'm going well, like, you no, told me that you always drive to him. Right. I always drive to him, and it's it's a ways away. Um, and How far course, away he, is I mean, it? About 45 minutes. Oh, my goodness, Susan. Yeah. yeah. This is a, this is a oh, lot of time. You were so it. sweet and so oh, no, lovely. And it's not – again, I, I mean, I love that you give – everyone a chance and it's it's not I don't say don't give men a chance but once you know and you see here's the thing you gave a man who's a a quadriplegic a chance how uh -huh. beautiful is that because you want a real connection with a man that tells uh -huh. me you want a real soul connection with a man right exactly so you give him a chance, but yet he doesn't you, – you had said to me when we met that you had said, well, I'm driving 45 minutes, I come to you all the time, and I need a little bit of help with gas money. First of all, the fact that he didn't even offer is right. really something to me. Right. Right? Right. You're coming to an assisted living facility, and here's the thing that is the deeper thing – that you had talked about initially, which is a man can see those initial actions as mm -hmm. a desperateness. It's, and it, it's exactly. not that you are desperate. You are, you've got such a heart about you, right? You do mm -hmm. want that deep connection. But because a man is all about achieving uh, what he does in his life, all of these things, that he has that with someone who has, and, and I'll go out on a limb and I'll say for the most part, again, there's always anomalies, but for the most part, with someone who has something very serious in their life going on like that, a man, 
-hmm. he views that as a detriment in terms of women, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And he has he goes by that old um, adage that I don't know it was like Groucho Marx or somebody said it that I wouldn't want to belong to any club that would have me as a member. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is that any woman that comes into their sphere is going to be part of that club. And mm -hmm. so automatically she's not valued. Mm -hmm. You see, and, and deemed desperate or something, whatever, you know, ridiculous words they're using. So you have to uh, right. always be working against that. And it would be, let's take this case from, from the beginning, because you, you said you liked him and there was a real connection in the beginning, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Correct. So when you were, he needed to call you on the phone, which I'm sure, did he do that? Yes. Okay. So when he did um, and was telling you some of this, mm -hmm. right, did you, I'm sure you were polite and lovely and wonderful. And he said, I'm going to be getting, did he tell you at the outset, I'm going to be getting my own home? And oh, he told me he has it. It's being remodeled. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but... But a lot of the actions are not there. It's all words right now. Right. And that's what frustrates me. Right, 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 right. So right now, where is it? Did You told him that it's not going to work out, and he says, but it will, because he believes, again, he's all about achieving something to show you that he's of value. So like right. uh, the house, right? Mm -hmm. So. I would assume, um, are, are you still going there? Are you still interacting no, with people? No, I haven't. No, okay. I, haven't, I haven't been there in a couple weeks um, because I'm just, it's just frustrating. And I can't keep doing it. I can't, right. keep, I can't keep doing it because I don't like the place to begin with. I don't mm -hmm. like the way they treat people. And mm -hmm. that's one thing that, you know, my heartstrings, my nature, mm -hmm. it just irritates me. So I don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. And so I've just been kind of, you know, still talking to other people, still hanging out with other people, okay. you know, getting to know other people. And I have met some really nice guys. I mean, I, you know, that's, I have. I mean, I've talked to them. I, I've gotten to know them. But it's like they're either, they just want to be friends and see what they can get that way. Or, you know, they don't want to, they want to keep me I told the, the guy um, with, on dialysis, he had been talking to another woman, and this was, you know, I haven't talked to him in months, but he tells me, he's like, well, right now it's between you and another woman. I'm like, okay, all right, so right there, right there, when he said it's between you and another woman, what did you I say? I said, bye. Great. I said, I'm not going to be anybody's second place. Good. Excellent. And that's exactly what I told him. So I know I have it in me. You do. Right. You do. I just can't always do it. Well, and that's, you know, see, see the thing is, that's with every, everything and certainly everybody. So, uh -huh. um, and women say to me, you know, well, I'm talking to my mother, my friends, and this and that. The, the problem with that is that without the um, objective person in your life who has an investment only in one thing, which is you doing the right things 
with men, whether or not that's going to pan out for you. In other words, I'm really, really honest in my programs and in my dealings with women in coaching. That's why we get along so well. <laughs> you have to be because here's the thing is that when you're talking to your mother, your friends, first of all, that's a relationship you have that is all about your relationship with them. So mm-hmm. they're going to be assuaging your feelings, um, trying to make you feel better, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. maybe giving into what you want rather than taking the stance of this will not work. If you continue to do mm-hmm. this, this will happen. So I, I have women say to me, well, it's because you're psychic. No, 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 no. Because if I tell yeah. them to do something with a guy, they do it. They come back and say, he said or did exactly what you said he would do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I'm not psychic at all. It's that I know if we do this, then a man, you know, 99% of the time will do that. Mm-hmm. And because I have the history of the woman and the interaction she's had and how each particular woman is coming off with her man right. that is, is allowing him to be who he is. You see what right. I mean? Because we really are the mechanics. In other words, you work on cars so you know that in order mm-hmm. for it to run, these parts have to be, it, it has to go in a certain way. You can't mm-hmm. circumvent things and it, it works and it runs. It just will not. Right. And men are right. like that. And why we must be the mechanics of a relationship because we know what it takes. We know mm-hmm. what is needed. And they don't. Right. They really don't. And, and you know, women get hung up, especially in the online program, about, well, he, he's not exactly dating in the fashion that would be, you know, that I want, which is my fantasy of dating, meaning, you know, he right. sends roses after the first date, he uh, makes reservations at the finest restaurant, and he uh, calls and leaves a wonderful message and blah, blah. You know, I always say to them, well, wait a minute, you know, he's not doing X, Y, and Z. We're not right. going to look at whether or not he's great at dating we're going to look at whether or not he's great at relating and being in a relationship. We've got to get uh, you to a place of knowing how valuable you are. Right. Um, how that would be great. Doing these things that are very simple to do. It takes a focus. It takes a different way of looking at it, for sure. And then it takes the step-by-step approach that allows a man or any man from online to jump the hurdles he needs to jump in order for him to actually start being more deeply interested in you. Right. Because without a man doing things and jumping the hurdles, he will not fall in love. And it's why this is called Make Him Wonder, right, this podcast. Right. Because that's a very, that's the the very start of it is his wondering. Women love through knowing, men love through wondering. 
Right. Then it's so it's the wonder from the moment he looks at your profile and pictures online. Then it is the second step of what he has to do, right? Then it's right. the third step of what he has to do. And we think, oh, and you're probably thinking, oh, wait a minute. I know they don't do anything but send a ridiculous yeah. lie, right? Yeah. That will change. That will change. And okay. for the men that are important, that are going to be important for you to have change, because you're going to continue to get those highs for a number of reasons. Right. One is, it's I believe that the um, the sites do it themselves, mm -hmm. right? And then um, meaning that many of them are fake, but they want to give. It's why even if you responded to the high, you don't hear back. Right. I would give that like a almost a fifty-fifty. If you respond to a high and you don't hear back, actually that man was just kicking tires and sending hundreds and hundreds of highs to see what he gets back, right? Right. But the other part of that is that the, um, uh, the um, actually the places like a match.com or whatever send it themselves on fake profiles. Well, that's awesome. So it's combo. Yeah. Um, if somebody from, from Match on Thumber wants to, wants to come on and, and debate that, I'd be perfectly happy to do it because um, they, they, and they, they won't because they don't want their right. secrets out on what they're actually doing. And then it's the what you do after that high that's so important, right? Right. And then what you, what you get them to do in a very feminine way next for them to jump a hurdle that is so important before that meeting ever happens. And again, where the meeting? No coffee. You know why? Okay. Coffee is why? not at all sexy and does not set you up for him to be interested so where am in I a supposed way. to meet them? I don't uh, want to meet them in a bar. Okay. Let me ask you. Why why not? In, and when I say bar, I don't mean you're down and dirty uh pool bar that they want to do ah well you don't do that you're going to show them okay. right off the bat no i don't meet men in a place like that and and see if he believes that you will not it, it's you're not going to get anywhere with that guy okay mhm mm you see men who are ready willing and able to any extent they want a worthy opponent, and here's why. Because they want a prize, and they want right. to win. Everything in the mind of males, we can relate back to sports. Sports come from the mind of males. Mm -hmm. we didn't, sports weren't always around, right? Men created right. games and sports, right? I'm going to go right. out of limb. I don't think it was women. But <laughs> um, I'm, pretty sure I'm talking about way long ago, right? It's not that we don't right. like competition. We do. But they live for competition. I mean live for it in every way, shape, mm -hmm. and form. With each other, right? In, uh, in, in the world, it's what they live for. So right. the, you must be a worthy opponent because if you're not, you will not be valued. And the win for the man is not valued. So I always say, if, and because I, I love basketball, 
if LeBron James plays a high school basketball player one-on-one in a competition for shooting and he wins, does it mean anything to LeBron? To LeBron? No. No. It, it wasn't that he, he may have had a moderately good time and he enjoyed it or, or whatever, but, and he may not even try depending right. if the guy is in a star basketball, you know, high school basketball player. But he doesn't even want to play him because it's right. totally unfair, right? Right. But if he does because he's just kicking tires and he does it, when he wins, it means nothing. He wants right. to play Steph Curry in that one-on-one. Right. And that's what a man wants, ultimately, with his woman. And it's why, you know, all these books are out there, you know, the, uh, oh, I don't know, something like the bitch gets the guy or so, uh, something like why bitches uh, get men or something like that. It's because, yeah, there's a book out there. It's, it's like been a number one, you know, relationship book for years. Yeah. Because there is a truth to it. It's not about uh-huh. the bitchiness. It's about a woman who appears to be a bitch with a man. It's because she's held herself as a worthy opponent. Right. And one of value. And you might have heard me say this on other podcasts if you listened before our talking. But mm-hmm. it's that women lose their opportunities with men and lose good men. Three little words. We're too nice. Yeah. Men do not. They, well, they, definitely, they, yeah. Right? And yeah, you told me that. You said. Because I, yeah. Yeah, because I see it with some of my friends. They're just like, oh, no, he needs to pay for that. He needs to pay for that. And I'm not. I'm so not that way. Uh-huh. You know, why are they helping you with your bill? Because they're my bills. You know, but I have friends that are like, nope, he needs to be taken, he's the man, he needs to do this and he needs to do that. No, no, he doesn't. Okay, so. Because I'm so independent. Yes, but listen, there are a million independent women who have men walking that fine line, but not being, but allowing him, I should say, allowing him to do what a man needs to do and needs to feel to be in a relationship. And we as independent women must allow that. I have a lot of trouble with that myself. A lot of trouble with it. And my fiancé would tell you that. (laughs) Yeah, I... I, I hear you. I, yes. I need help. I do. I know I'm, I need it, but well, yeah, I we're, we're, we're going to get. I'm we're a gonna slow get learner. Order. No, you know okay. what? I I don't I don't think you are. I think you have been a couple of things. I'm hearing one, you're not believing it that it, it can really happen. In other words, right. um, and because you have been hurt, you have yeah. been. Um, used in a way mm. and the, the men didn't even necessarily intend to do that I'm not saying any of these men were bad men were they were any of them bad men 
in your estimation? Not, not bad men. I don't think they weren't like horrible or anything. No. Right. Um, the last one wasn't the best by any means towards the end of the relationship, but you know, they weren't horrible men or I wouldn't have started dating them in the beginning. That's right. So, so what I'm saying is that they, we have to be the mechanic. We have to keep it on the road by doing what is right. necessary for them. On, and, and this is like, well, wait a minute. That's putting too much on the woman. Well, here's the deal. And, and you're an eclipse in this way is that you can take care of your own car. But there, most women mm-hmm. cannot. We've got to take it right. to a mechanic. Right? And we got to listen to the mechanic, trust what he's saying or she's saying, and, right. and let them fix it. Because we don't want to get right. under it. We don't want to get all greasy and cold on the floor. And even if we did, we wouldn't know what the hell we're doing anyway. Right? Right. They've got to do that. We have got to be the mechanic of a relationship. We have got to keep it on the road because we know. We are the ones that know know what needs to be done, and we need to do it. And a program keeps, you know, in coaching, it's keeping a woman on track of what's to do it. Because if left alone, we won't sometimes even know what's to do, listen to the advice of our loving friends and family who want to appease Mm -hmm. our feelings and make us feel better, right, rather than do what actually works in a particular right. situation, right? Right. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm confident for you, and I know you need a little boost of confidence at this time, but it's so interesting because when I've talked with women in your situation and then we get to that first step and they get that first meeting with somebody who is uh, more appropriate, a real possibility, we're doing the steps to allow him to start to really fall. It mm-hmm. it changes everything, and it can change very quickly. Well, let's then, work on that. <laughs> and then, then you have to come back on and say, yes, yeah, it yeah, worked. Yeah, I right? will. I'll okay, come back anytime. Oh, well, that's good. Well, you are a pleasure. Thank you. Yes. And stay on with me. We'll talk after. But for now, I want to thank everybody else for joining us. For now, as always, with your man, be sure that you are making him wonder. Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at makehimwonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.